God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. As a hobo on a train, you play harmonica on a train now. I think you're headed through. Mostly uh, I ride the rails and right. eat, eat, eat meals out of a knapsack. Right. Um, well, what are you up to? Where are you currently traveling through? Uh, I'm in Halifax. Mm-hmm. Well, I just got back from Halifax. And boy, are my thighs tired. <laughs> Did you have a hell of a good time in Halifax? I squeezed I squeezed that part of Canada dry. Oh, like a like a lemon? No, like a like a juicy landmass. Mm-hmm. Like a big juicy Canadian landmass. Good eating. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's going on with you? Take it. Uh, I don't. What's going on with you? I'm. What's just going on with you? I'm just touring. That's all. Doing a lot of touring. Where are you touring? Everywhere. I mean, literally the entire country. Recently, if you want to, if you're curious about recently, I was in Saratoga Springs. I was in okay. uh, Hershey, okay. Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, where they make that chocolate, boy. Tomorrow, I'm doing uh, flying to Boston, doing two shows in Boston. Then I'm doing two shows in Bangor, Maine, which I'm excited about. I don't know if you've ever been ba- to Bangor, Maine. Baked beans and, and Stephen King. Stephen boy. King. And if you think I'm not going to go by his house, which is what people do, which I understand is creepy, and yet I'm going to do it, um, I will be going by his house. You know Stephen King saw his play, right? Was I At- there? Uh, I think so. In Actually, Tampa, this is ringing a bell. At Skippers, yes. But we didn't we didn't know he was there until the next time I played there, and they're like, you know, the last time you played here, Stephen King was here. This was the place outside when we were wearing shorts for the sound. Yeah, check. and we wrote that song. We Florida. wrote Florida. Dude, I forgot about this. We wrote so- Florida at 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 Soundcheck, and right. then that night, Stephen King was in the audience. Nobody told us until the next time I showed up six months later or a year later. I did forget about that. Wow. Anything ever come of it? You ever reach out? No. Hmm. I do remember that being a, a good show. It was a great show, and I'm sure he had a good time. And I'm sure he's a big fan. What's interesting is that you record all of your shows, and they're all online. And that's called Frunk, right? You can go listen to any show. Yes. So, in fact, the guy that wrote in last week about <laughs> Eddie's Attic in 2015, he can actually go find that show if he wants and uh, relive that horrible moment for himself. But there's been so many shows where you and I have had great banter pre-podcast that I wish I could go find. And I'm thinking of one in particular where we did a Saxon pub that went, it just started out so rough. And we had to turn it around somehow. <laughs> and I remember because the next day we were driving to Houston to do one of the um, to do one of the orchestra type shows with the Tosca strings. And we actually listened to the show on the way there because we were like, oh, my God, how awful is it going to be? And we ended up really loving it. Do you remember the show I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't remember why it got derailed. It got derailed really early. I don't know. We My favorite thing that you and me ever did on stage was... F talk with Ethel and whoever. Yeah, Becky. 
Becky and Ethel. I always found it hard. I found it hard to do. Dude, we haven't done F talk in a while. Let's 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 crank it up. Let's crank up a little F talk. Okay, here we go. Who starts? Welcome to F Talk with your hosts, Becky and Ethel. Hey Bob. Hi. Oh wait, you're not Bob. Which, I'm Becky. And I'm you're Eth- Ethel. And I'm Ethel. I-, I can't remember how to do it. Well, you gotta kinda do it like you're Kind of talking you know, like this. Well, you know where I was the other night. I was there. In, there you go. <laughs> I was there. In, you go. I was in Halifax. I had a night off. I went to a club and I saw Bobby Schneider. Oh my goodness gracious! I remember the last time I saw Bob Schneider. He he made my under <laughs> he made my under breasts break out in what I would dare I call it. Hives. I had beads of sweat on my lower torso. I don't even remember. I don't remember what that even felt like. I wanted to climb him like a tree. My goodness gracious. I swear to God. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Dude, I'm wanting to do the old Southern gentleman. I know. In a high voice. I know. It's not really working, is it? Well, we no, tried. Dude, you always say it's not working, but it works. No, I don't. There's something about that that f talk with that. Once you get into it, it really works and it's super funny. But you're always like, ah, oh, this isn't working. <laughs> but it's working. I know, but I don't know. I have I have a blind spot with that one. I don't I think it's a blind spot. I think I'm just acknowledging that it's not working. I know what works. Oh, it works, dude, because it makes me laugh. Right. But we, I don't think we were getting the voices right. No, we should probably just workshop that a little more before we throw it on the old pod. I think you, I, I do believe you are correct. <laughs> that ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it. Oh, my goodness, dude. Well, where are you traveling to other than Halifax? Uh, I don't know. I just, I know I just got back from Halifax and now I'm. I've got a lot of shows coming up. I had not a lot of shows and now I have a lot of shows and I knew when I didn't have a lot of shows that I would be missing the times when I didn't have a lot of shows, but yeah, I'm in Florida. I just, I I guess I'm in Florida this weekend for some fucking reason. Mm -hmm. Why? Looking for Stephen King still. Dude, I'm flying to Florida on Friday. I've got a gig. In Tomball on Thursday, Florida on Friday, and then Austin on Saturday. That's just going to be some nightmare travel. Yeah. Yes, it is. Jesus Christ. Why am I playing in Florida? Because Stephen King once saw you there with me in 2014. Oh, no. I'm not playing in Florida. I'm playing in Baton Rouge. I'm playing on Florida Boulevard. Uh, well, that's quite different. Well, it's kind of even worse. Would you rather play Baton Rouge? Would you rather play Slidell or anywhere in Florida? Well, it just means I'm going to go play Houston, then spend the night in Houston, drive to Baton Rouge, and then maybe drive home after the gig? It's eight hours. What's the alternative? Go stay in a hotel in Baton Rouge? Spend the night, wake up super early, and then drive all day and then play a show. We'll probably leave that night. I'm always very optimistic about going home. Like, I'm always ready to get in the car and just try to get home. Fuck yeah, dude. Because you're not going to just go to the hotel and go right to sleep. You're going to be up for five more hours anyway. You may as well be trying to get home. 
I mean, if I play in Texas, I'm driving home, even if it's Lubbock. But Baton Rouge is that's an eight hour drive. So if you get done at eleven and you're in the car, you're getting home at seven. That's a long, shitty drive. No, that's that's probably actually a hotel night for me. Unless you want to try to get halfway. What's halfway between Austin and Baton Rouge? That's what we're gonna do. Houston. Yeah, there you go. We'll we'll drive to Houston spend and crash out of my in-laws and then drive the rest of the way the next morning there you go problem solved we're solving problems i feel like we should have solved this problem on the secret weekly (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if this was podcast i don't i don't know if any of the shit we've talked about is podcast worthy so far well we're we're cutting down to i mean i can't that's 10 minutes no it's fine it's fine dude well we have my my harp work at the beginning let me do a little more harp work and bring up the quality of this show up to about a 10 nothing like driving down the road listening to this podcast and all of a sudden you hear the dulcet tones of the fucking harmonica nothing will make you feel more at peace in the world than this That's the fucking ballad of the fallen soldier right there, dude. If you hear the ballad of the fucking fallen soldier and you're not happy to be alive, what are you doing? Stop and smell the roses, bitch. (laughs) I'm okay. You're okay. Oh, I'm not okay. You're not okay. Because you're the fallen soldier. (laughs) Harmonica is interesting because if you're playing a song in front of a live audience. Yeah. And let's say you're stinking it up. Let's say it's not real good. But yeah. maybe you have on suspenders. Maybe you have an ironic mustache. Maybe you have a hat on. Oh, maybe you got that tattoo on your neck. <laughs> maybe you got a neck tattoo of a fucking blooming rose. Or a butterfly with a, that doesn't look like a butterfly, but it looks like a bird. But it is a bird. If you start playing a harmonica, people will start clapping. It's like it's an immediate signal of like, oh, this is good now. I like this now. This means something. If you're playing harmonica, all of a sudden... What you're doing means something. <laughs> Everything it triggers a part of your brain that's right. like, oh, this is protest song. Everything gets important. Yeah, real quick. But on recordings, it's usually mixed kind of loud, and it can be really grating. Like, it can force you in the car to turn the stereo down. How much time are you spent with your ear sucking in the noise called Blues Traveler? Oh, quite a lot hours like, tens like of hours 24 hours a day 23 and a half hours a day because i spend at least 20 hours a day listening to blues traveler i've done a lot of real serious time with particularly the blue Traveler record called four i start at the very beginning from the very first song that they ever released all the way to the latest song that they ever released and then i just keep looping it right they've got about two days worth of music that they've released so i spend every 48 hours i'm, I'm starting from scratch again eventually there's no eventually i thought there was an eventually but there's no eventually i'll just keep doing that for the rest of my life i remember we did a show with you with blues traveler (laughs) and there's a couple of funny things i remember about that that was with you right 
We're doing yeah. do a show with Blue in Chocolate? Cleveland. In Cleveland. At the Republican <laughs> convention. Exactly. What I we- mean, we were, we were at the convention. We played a party at House of Blues. Right. That was in conjunction with the RNC, but we weren't there. We weren't backing anybody. We were just hired by some lobbyist groups to play a party along with Blues Traveler. Yeah, we were backing our bank accounts, but. I remember we were waiting for their drummer to <laughs> the drummer like checked his drums for so long, just the same drum pattern, and they just it just kept pumping it through the PA. And at some point we were like, What is going on with these drums? I remember that. And then I remember hanging with John Popper and just talking casually. And then he starts casually talking about how many guns he has. Cause he's a big gun guy, which is cool, which is fine, whatever. And I'm like, John, he's like, oh, man, I got a lot of guns. He's like, and when I say I got, I mean, he's like, I really have a lot of guns. I was like, how many guns do you have, John? He's like, oof, over 150 guns in my house. I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you, man? <laughs> what the fuck? But I guess he collects a lot of, a lot of more like collectors. Here's what he does. Here's what you do. Here's what I do. When you do something that you like, you don't just buy one gun. You buy 150 guns. Yeah, there's no option for me. There's no like, oh, I think I'll buy three guns. No, you're buying 150 guns. What, are you going to watch one basketball game and call it a day? I have a friend who's like, man, when you get into things, you go all in, dude. This this person that I'm talking about, head to toe covered in tattoos. I'm like, why don't you take a look at your body, dude? Yeah. <laughs> you can't take any of that off. Dude, here's what I do now. If I if I got one fucking tattoo, if I got one tattoo of my daughter's name on my forearm, guess what's going on in two years from now? More tattoos. In two years, I'm like, I don't think there's an extra available space except for this, which is the money. You're pointing to your face, right? This is a this is not. There's a no other medium. place on my body to put a tattoo at this point. Knuckle, full knuckles. If I put one tattoo on me, I got full knuckles in two years. What are the knuckles going to say? F-A-Y-M for sure on one. Uh-huh. And then the other one's probably something like... It's, I know what it is. What? G-F-Y-F. What's that? Go fuck yourself forever. Yeah. G-F-Y-F and F-A-Y-M on the knuckles. And then the rest of my entire body tatted up. Except for my penis. That won't have that won't have a tattoo on it. Oh, it'll look like I'm wearing penis pants, penis shorts. Did you see that Tommy Lee accidentally uploaded a picture of his huge penis to Twitter a couple of days ago? Shocker. Well, here's the deal, and I don't know how else to put this. His penis is huge, so I'm like, here's what Tommy Lee didn't do. He didn't accidentally upload his giant horse penis onto the internet. He Here's, intentionally like, uploaded let me just put it this his way. huge penis onto the let, internet. Let me just put it this way. Guess what I haven't intentionally or unintentionally done in my life? Posted your average penis on the internet? <laughs> I never accidentally posted a picture of my penis. Whoops-a-daisy. Anywhere on anything. <laughs> Guess what I've never taken a picture of? My penis. You haven't? No one's ever asked you for one? You can ask all day long. I'm not taking a picture of my penis. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's not like asking you shall receive. Well, he recently put it on the World Wide Web in a big way. And it's well, it wasn't I'm an sure accident. It, I'm sure it probably I'm probably I'm sure it looked pretty good. It just looked real big. I was hanging out with uh God, what's her name? Who's the chick, the folk singer chick? Patty Griffin. No, the other one. Amy Lou Harris. No, the the folk chick had used she used to have like dreadlocks. Ani DeFranco. I was hanging out with Ani DeFranco and she was like, Oh, check out this picture that some guy had sent her of his dick. And it that dick looked giant. Well, was it a boyfriend of hers or was she was it an unsolicited? No, I don't I'm sure it was solicited. She she was happy to have the pick. I was like, Well, that's quite a that's quite a good looking dick right there. I travel with a female, and uh, her whole deal is she's like, chicks don't really like that shit. Most girls don't want guys sending them pictures of their fucking horrible dicks. Dude, I've I've dated my whole life and never sent a picture of my dick to anybody. Right. I've never needed to do that. <laughs> no one needs to do it. <laughs> you are not going to be able to get this life-saving medicine for your children unless you send this picture of your dick. I have had some pictures sent to me by some ladies and even that i'm like you don't you don't need to send that to me i I don't i don't need a pick of that i can see that in real life if i need to Hmm. okay it's just it's just i just don't like a it's just weird having a record of it Hmm. like people that people that film themselves having sex uh -uh, never done it because that shit will get out at some point uh maybe (laughs) it will some blackmail material it will get out eventually. Right. Well, then what? Who cares? I care. I thought Whitney Cummings had an interesting... She's a comedian, and I guess someone hacked her phone or some shit, and she had a couple of nudes on there, and she was being blackmailed. Like, hey, if you don't, whatever, wire money to whatever, we're going to post these pictures of you topless. And she just put her own pictures of herself topless on the internet. She was like, here, now what? Everyone will forget about it in two days, and now you can't blackmail me, you piece of shit. I thought that was pretty cool. Hold on. I got to check something on Google real quick. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that hot, by the way. Well, that's what's kind of cool about it. She just demystified the whole thing. You know what I mean? She didn't post like a sexy picture of herself. She just posted a picture of herself naked, and it's like, no. I thought it was pretty cool. It just took the power out of it. It took the power out of it for everybody. And she's like, now I can just move on, you know? It's kind of like David Letterman when he admitted to having that affair. Yeah, I, I don't... So how did that go down? I don't remember much about that. Somebody was like, hey, I'm going to take this to the press or something. Because it was someone who worked on the show or something, like an intern or something? Yeah, yeah. It was like he had a he had an affair with somebody that was working on the show and he's and 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 they were going to leak it or something. They're like trying to blackmail him or something. And he's like, I'm just bring it up on the show and that's the end of that so he brought it up like on on air just like apologized on the air it's like hey i had this affair it's not cool now what you gonna do what year was that uh 1842 like like three years before the uh, british revolution so everyone basically forgave him because he just came out and dealt with it but i wonder if they would have the same reaction in today's climate or if he'd have to go away for a while if it happened in 1885 Right. Today's world. Right. Um he'd probably have to be beheaded. I fucking who knows, man. We're living in dumb dumb times. People are so fucking dumb, dude. I swear to God. I'm tired of it. 
I'm tired of having stupid conversations with people. Like, don't ask me to participate in your stupid conversations about stupid shit. What's an example? I mean, anything religious, usually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been I've been open minded as much as I can for long enough at this point. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. Right. No no longer am I gonna have any of these conversations. Right. You want to talk to me about the illusion that this is all real and it's not a dream? I'm down. You want to talk about quantum physics? I'm down. You want to talk about some, you know, Tesla versus fucking Edison or whatever? That's fine. But no, I'm not talking about the Easter Bunny. Well, the Easter Bunny drops the eggs off in the backyard and then the children... Wait, so is it, no, it's an imaginary Easter bunny and it's imaginary Easter eggs. And then when you eat the imaginary Easter eggs, you poop imaginary heaven turds. Mm -hmm. And then you eat those and then you feed them to your children. Oh, really? And then what happens? Then we all go to Easter heaven. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the way it works. Really? And uh, how did you get to that? Well, it's in this book called Easter, Easter Joy for Everybody. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I'm done. Done Easter Joy book. Yeah, it's hard to entertain. It's it's hard to have a real conversation. Well, the problem is when Easter Joy book endangers the lives of, of young women, that's when I have a problem with it. Well, I was having a... Of course, like if your beliefs, if you start trying to legislate your beliefs in a way that like hurts society, especially people like vulnerable people, then fuck you. But even in a way, like it just brings conversation to a halt. Like I was talking to someone one time who was talking really seriously about believing in demons. Like do demons are all around us. Like there is spiritual warfare, right? There's a war going on that we can't see all around us and it's angels and demons. And I'm like, wait a minute, man, wait a minute. Like, yeah, metaphorically i i understand like the world is crazy and nuanced and i i feel an internal struggle within myself sometimes of like it's classic tale all this time the devil on your shoulder the angel on your shoulder what's the right thing moving through life trying to figure out what the right thing is all right i'm like is that what you're talking about he's like no dude literally there are demons and angels all around us right now that are invisible right and i'm like well man I don't know how to move forward with you in any conversation because our starting points are so different. They're just so different. Right. And if you say that, you, you all of a sudden you're the demon, by the way. <laughs> well, exactly. Oh, I'm th- then I guess the demons around me are winning or whatever. Yeah. Like he, some, while we were having this conversation, it was a band dinner. It was like a band. I got hired to play for this artist at this local thing in town called Music City Roots. And those kind of things, they just throw a band together. We're having dinner before us. So we're all getting to know each other. While we're having this combo, someone like choked on their water, like choked on the ice. And he was like, see that right there? I believe that was a demon that caused that person to choke. Jesus and I'm like, Christ. dude, I was like, dude, this is fucking dumb. I just, this is not reality, dude. Wake up, man. Wake up, bro. Well, the, the fucked up thing is, if you start believing in the Easter Joy book, with the where you eat the fake Easter eggs and then poop the rainbow turds, 
if you can believe that, then you can believe all kinds of shit. <laughs> then you can believe all kind. Oh, like yeah, the, the everything we're doing is fine, and and uh, we don't need to worry about anything, and uh, we're just being lied to by somebody else about the. I'm like, what? What are you? What you're talking about? Rainbow turds, and also that, like, just look at, just look at the world. The world is what it is. You can try to pretend that it's something else, but it's it just is what it is. Well, how can I trust that person to like be a helpful neighbor? Like, let's say we're on stage and my amp goes down and I've got to troubleshoot my amp. Well, I got this knucklehead on the keys behind me going, it's probably a demon instead of well, uh, check check the, is, check the power cable. Is, no, that's demon play. When your amp goes out, that's a demon that play. <laughs> 100%. I love too that that's what the demons are up to. Like I just love that the demons are playing with my guitar amp. They're not in the bowels of some Catholic citadel where children are being raped. They're on stage with me at Music City Roots playing with the volume knob on my amp. And let's talk about the life cycle of a demon. First of all, where do they come from? Were were there baby demons and yeah. then child demons and then teenage demons and old demons, then old age home for demons? Uh, do they live forever? Are, you is know, there an like, a- let's really let's really get into it. Is there an AARP yeah. for demons? Do they? Is there an a- yeah? Are there alcoholic demons <laughs> and that have to go to AA because they're fucking up their demon work? They're not getting it done demony enough. They're not demony enough, right? Like, let's really get into it. Oh, but no, no. Now you're just making fun of my demon shit. Oh, really? Am I, I am? By asking a thousand million questions? Ask a thousand million questions about everything, motherfucker. Yeah, you, that's what Jeez. you should be doing. Jesus Christ. There's a pretty good Clive Barker novel called Mr. Begone that's about a, a kind of a demon that's not a good demon. He's kind of a He's kind of a slacker. And he comes down to earth to try to make it up to God by fucking up some people's lives and he's just a, he's just kind of a dummy and it plays it toys with all these ideas that we're talking about you know you ever read any clive barker uh that would be a big no <laughs> i i watched hellraiser and i was like i'm done with this this shit's <laughs> too weird for me <laughs> it is real weird no doubt about it that's some weird stuff what did i saw I, I saw a plug-in today on my on my computer i have this program called arcade that has all these different samples and and they're all grouped and one of the group is nightmare and they're like don't listen to this shit it'll fuck you up and i listened to it it was like ah and i was like oh shit they're not joking dude like i got scared man i I am definitely writing my next song with the nightmare arcade algorithm for sure i didn't even know it was there uh it was there and i was like ah i can't listen to that (sighs) ah well we appreciate you all spending your Monday with us here on. Keep going. I'm just providing oh, okay, a little okay. background music. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of I'm okay. You're okay. I'm not okay. Not okay. See when Bob plays harmonicas, when you know the episode was very serious. This has been our protest episode. We will now go uh, picket the uh, sale of uh, purple carrots in Greenwich Village. And uh, you can write in Bob McLean at gmail.com. You can support us on Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash letters I-O-K. We're going to kick it to the Secret Weekly now. We love you guys. Uh, Bye-bye.